Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the True Wealth Podcast, where we discuss the well-being of a Christian business owner and the different facets of growing a business, all from a Christian perspective. Welcome to the True Wealth Podcast. I am your host, Shewadeyemi. Thank you very much for joining us once again. And sometimes growth is so uncomfortable yes. that anything that feels uncomfortable, sometimes we begin to equate that with the spirit of God doesn't yes. want me to go there. Yes. And because we, yes, we are led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. Yes. But in the midst of that, sometimes our flesh comes into play yes. and where uh, once we get out, out of a, a, a place where we're not comfortable, mm-hmm. we somehow feel that it's the Holy Spirit spirit that is causing that discomfort and so you can feel that i'm i'm comfortable in my suffering so this is where god must want me to be exactly exactly right it's like then it's god and i'm like well maybe god has different challenge you know there's challenges but not all challenges are the same and we sometimes think that if we if we just suffer Mm -hmm then our challenge is from God, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. And I, and I think it's it's also part of a lack of understanding of proper theology and proper hermeneutics when it comes to interpreting scriptures, because we, f- we feel that, and the Bible says, count it all joy when you suffer. Yes. And we talk about in scriptures and Peter, suffering leads to endurance, leads, leads to all these fruits of the spirit. And, and so- Suffering for doing good. <laughs> and exactly. And doing nothing. <laughs> We're suffering for doing nothing. And so we somehow feel like, okay, because I'm suffering, I know God is growing me. I know God is challenging me. I know God is pruning me and making me more holy. And so if I stop suffering, then none of those things, I don't grow. I don't, my faith doesn't grow. My character doesn't grow. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the suffering that is not because God is trying to grow. It's just because we're stuck in that place. And we somehow want to tie that line to say, I'm suffering because of the gospel. But you're not suffering because of the gospel. You're suffering because of your inability and your unwillingness to grow Mm. through what, yes, God may have you in that place, mm-hmm. rightfully, but sometimes that is not God where, where God wants you to be permanent. That's right. Right. You're going to learn in that place, but you have to grow out of that place. I remember very well uh, starting my business and struggling. And I remember uh, my, my wife talking to one of the elders at my previous church. And she's like, why don't you, why doesn't he just go get a job? Mm-hmm. Uh, why doesn't he just go um, get a Tim Hortons, get something. So you you, you guys can pay the bills. And people, and people were like, instead of running your business, just come, I will hire you. You don't even have to interview. Yeah. Just come and work with us. Why are you struggling like this? Why are you struggling like that? But I felt that, there's so much that God has placed in me. Mm. I'm gifted. I have passions. I I, I love the gospel, but I, I feel that God had called me to this space to speak to Christians and to help believers. And so my wife heard her, but at the same time, she's like, I don't believe that this suffering is 
is where God wants us to stay permanently. Mm-hmm. I don't believe because yes, I may have gotten a job at Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. but that would have kept us where we are. Exactly. That would not have allowed us to grow to a place of plenty where we can begin to support and do the things that God has placed in our heart. And so, yes, we grew in that through that suffering, but yeah. we did not remain in that. It wasn't just suffering just to sit. And what I love about this example that you share, Sharon, is when we when you when the goal is obedience guys when your desire is to love god and to live the life he is calling you to live guess what <laughs> if you are looking for suffering you will find it because mm-hmm. it's challenging he will stretch you he will grow you you're not going to need to be like creating false suffering just to feel good there are just real to feel holy. To feel holy there are real real challenges that come with pursuing the call of god on your life there are real genuine moments of feeling stretched feeling uncomfortable i remember the first time i had to invest in a coach and spend thousands of dollars i had not never done that since university i was like mm. like everything in me balked against it but i did it and it was suffering it was a struggle for me to do that but i knew if i didn't do it I was not for for a matter of fact I was not going to get to the next level in fact that was the moment where we didn't have food in our house to eat so instead of us doing the comfortable thing which is going and getting money borrowing money or asking friends for money to get food for our family what did we do we asked for money from our family to get a coach Mm-hmm. You know how much faith that takes to say, that takes because there's no guarantee, there's no guarantee that it's going to work. It's on your own right? head. Like I am investing into me, but when you know that that is where you've been called, just like you shown where yes, there's pressure here, but I know I'm in the center of the will of God. So instead mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. saying glory to God, there's pressure here. I'm going to say, God, what are you actually trying to teach me out of this pressure? What can I implement? What can I change? How can I pivot and adjust? just get new iterations and now you get to a different place and guess what there's going to be new challenges there's going to going to be new challenges every single place if you are genuinely following the leadership of God he is never done you know in Ephesians right. verse 10 it says that we are his workmanship created for good works that he has determined before we were ever here and that's so right that's if right that's the case he is always like chiseling us more He's always fine-tuning us. Yes. The, the things that I struggle with now yes. are they, they look different now than before. Right. And so the idea that I must remain in a suffering yes. is somehow God's will wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at where we are. Going back to what you said is, what is God trying to teach me in this suffering, in yes. this struggle? Precisely. And does it mean that this is where God wants me to stay? That's right. And how can I renew my mind? How can I surround myself with people who are better than me, who are doing more, um, who are doing better than me, or even who are doing something that I want to do, but also love the Lord. Let us look into life. I've, 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 I've read tons of books. I mean, when I messaged you earlier, I'm like, I have like, 10 books on my list right now that I'm reading. Like it, it should be the norm, but even, even beyond just the reading is also the execution yeah. of, okay, 
I'm reading. Now, how do I take this knowledge? How do I implement it? How do I move out of this struggle? So going back to the myth, just because you are poor doesn't mean you are more holy. Holiness has nothing to holiness is a standing in of itself. And the idea that um, if I'm poor, that I'm more holy, that also goes back again to, I am putting my faith in my ability to be holy. That's right. Yeah. Or and, and, and unless I stay poor, unless I stay struggling, then I will not remain in holiness. God is holy. Yeah. And our holiness is not found in our ability to keep the law. Our holiness is found in our remaining in Christ. Um, Romans yeah. 8, one of my favorite verses, for there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And what that means is that my holiness is not of my own. When I have to stand before God, it has nothing to do with, yes, I was holy because I obeyed God's law perfectly. No, I, I, I have no holiness of myself to boast. I can only boast in the Christ in me. And so the idea that yeah. I can remain um, by by moving out of poverty and by moving out of this struggle, I no longer will be holy. That's not what God's word says. And so we need to get our minds right for that. And, and, and I'll add one question. If you're listening to this, that you need to ask yourself based on what we just said about this myth, be very honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I suffering because it is God's fault? Or am I currently, whatever thing you're feeling uncomfortable about, am I suffering because maybe, just maybe, I haven't taken responsibility to change even though he has given me opportunity Mm -hmm. to change Mm -hmm. this? That is a, a question as believers we must ask ourselves because if you don't ask yourself this, you're going to be blaming God for something that he is watching you going, yeah, but I already gave you a solution. It's in all the books on your beside your nightstand. I gave you a solution. It's in that coach you heard about. I gave you a solution. It's in the thing you even know to do, but you haven't done yet. So let's not blame God for our our, our, our laziness mm-hmm. sometimes and our lack of following. Mm-hmm. And, and not feel that um, I got to remain in this place because I want to remain holy. I remember you you told yes. a story in the book about um, you're praying and you're trusting God for things. And yes. there's a guy in the boat who is, who is yes. drowning. And yes. um, the first person comes and says, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to help you out. He said, no, it's okay. I'm praying. I'm trusting in God because I want to remain in this place where I'm holy. And the person goes away. A second help comes from a helicopter. Let's get you out. He said, no, it's okay. I'm trusting in God. He's going to help me out of this. And then a third person comes through another means and you stay there. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm trusting in God. I'm going to, God is going to make a way. And then he dies. And And you're asking God, well, what happened? I was trusting in you. And God said, Mm-hmm. I sent the first person. I sent, the- I sent you a boat. I sent you a ship. I sent you a helicopter. <laughs> and you denied all of them and said, exactly. I'm trusting in God. And sometimes the way God answers our prayers are through the people he sends in our lives. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Nothing in our life happens as a coincidence. And as believers, we have to understand that God is sovereign and God is sovereign in the affairs of our lives. But in that sovereignty, there is God's providence. 
And God's providence mm-hmm. is the working out of his sovereignty in our lives where he is putting us in positions or situations or drawing our attention to certain things or certain people to help us mm-hmm. through what he wants to help us through. And so it's not enough to pray. It's enough to look at what God has surrounded you with. And God, how can I use what? What's the next step for me? Exactly. And he's going to look at our decisions because he says he's actually and in one of the scriptures, he's speaking to believers and he says, I am going to look at your work. So he's looking at our decisions to see what we do with the providence that he gives to us. Wow. Like it's it's. If, if, if you haven't heard anything at all is hear this, that God is working in the affairs of your life and you have to, we believe God is in control, but sometimes we believe that in our heads, but Mm -hmm. we don't actualize it in our actions because we feel that we can only remain in control. We can only, God is in control, but unless I remain in this, unless I try to control this situation by remaining in this place, by being trying to be holy in this place, then I'm, I'm, I'm somehow out of the will of God. Know that that's, that's not what scripture says. That's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, we have to um, properly understand the word of God and properly interpret the word of God. We have a tendency to take scripture out of context, but we have to understand the context in which God was, God's word is and how that applies to us. We've only covered two myths and there are nine of them. So I'm not going to give it all away. So I want you to go pick up the book. Once again, the book is Money Mindset Shift. The nine myths that keep Christians stuck financially and how to get unstuck, live debt free and build wealth. There's so many more myths that there's a few more that we haven't talked about, but you got to go get the book. Get to know a lazy Christian's insurance. <laughs> you, need to, you need to see that one, a lazy Christian's insurance. Honestly, Tony, this is. I, I want to keep going. I want to. I, I want to keep going. But I want you. If if you haven't read the book, go read the book. Uh, if you don't know who Tony is, Tony, tell us where people can find you. So you guys can find me at toyandata.com slash connect. So toyandata.com slash connect. And you'll be able to see we have some free resources, masterclasses you can watch. Um, and we also offer a free uh, consultation. Um, so if you go to our website, toyandata.com, you'll be able to find that. And the book is on Amazon, wherever you live, you'll be able to get it. Tony, thank you once again for joining us on the True World Podcast. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for having me, Shell. It was a pleasure and an honor to be here. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at True Wealth Pod. You can get in touch by sending an email to podcast at truewealthpodcast.ca or by visiting truewealthpodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.